Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this episode 120 of the WP Builds podcast. It's entitled, Have You Got WordPress Plugin Fatigue? It was published on Thursday the 21st of March 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England. And I'll be joined a little bit later by David Wormsley from davidwormsley.com so that we can have our lovely discussion episode all about WordPress plugins. Before that, a couple of things. If you wouldn't mind heading over to the wpbuilds.com website, and at the top of that website, you're going to discover a whole bunch of links. May I draw your attention to a few? If you go to the subscribe link, then you're going to be able to subscribe to us. For example, you can find a link there to iTunes and to the Google Podcast app, and you can, you know, listen to the episodes on your mobile device by clicking those buttons. There's our Facebook group and YouTube channels as well, where you can find everything that we do, plus a Slack channel, and you can get updates on Messenger. But perhaps most importantly, two forms. One, to get yourself signed up to the newsletter, which gives you alerts about this podcast episode coming out, and the WordPress Weekly News that we release on a Monday. But also, and new, we have this WP Builds Deals Update email. It's completely separate from the other one, so there's a completely separate form. And essentially, I'm going to send out WordPress deals as soon as I find out about them, because I'm subscribed to every list on the planet. And I'll just pass them on to you in a plain text email with a really obvious title saying something like 20% off WP this. And you can decide for yourself from that title whether you want to bin the email or take action and open it. Up to you. Okay, a couple of other things to say. If you go to forward slash deals, then you will be able to get a whole bunch of WordPress deals. There's a whole load of products and WordPress plugins. So for example, Project Huddle, Groundhog, If So, WP Ultimo, Beaver Team Pro, loads and loads more. You can get money off. So bear that in mind if you are buying any plugins in the future. The other ones I would say is we've got a webinar coming up. There's actually a webinar today, Thursday, the 21st of March with Adrian Toby from Groundhog. But we've got got a few more coming up in the near future. So you might want to go to forward slash webinars and check those out. For example, we've got um, Social Web Suite. We've also got Admin Pages Pro and Lifter LMS. They're all coming up soon. So go and check those out. Sign yourself up to the ep- the webinar episodes and you'll get a recording if you can't attend on the day. And probably the last one is forward slash advertise if you would like to advertise on the podcast. Banner ads and audio inserts is the name of the game. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? Well, the Page Builder Framework is a mobile responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders. With its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer, it's the perfect fit for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. And we really do thank all of our sponsors for their support of the WP Builds podcast. 
Right, let's get on with it. Today, episode 120, have you got WordPress plugin fatigue? You know the score. You've been there before. You've you've been inundated with plugins. You've got six or seven options for every single thing you want to achieve. How do you know what to buy? How do you know which ones are the dods and which ones are the good ones? The truth is, David and I don't know either, but it's fascinating talking about it. We talk about our struggle, how much we buy, do we buy too much, are we too loyal, are we not loyal enough? It's all in today's episode, and I hope you enjoy listening to it. And this discussion we're calling, have you got WordPress plugin fatigue? I want to say fatigue. I want to get all French. Fatigue. Yeah. Yes. No, let's say fatigue. Keep it, keep it, keep it English. And, it, you know, I guess meaning here, are you fed up with the endless troll looking for the latest and greatest or the best of a suite of rival plugins? No. You're not? Oh, well, that's the end of that episode then. Thanks for listening to the WP. I do. I'm, I've discovered this more and more recently, actually, uh, over the last... I don't know, three or four months, I've become needlessly fascinated with all sorts of different rival solutions for exactly the same thing. A really good example might be a forms plugin where I have kind of got a desire. I've got one, I've got gravity forms, but I constantly find myself looking at pages of the rivals, so Formidable or Caldera or Ninja, and think, oh, and WP Forms. WP Forms, by the way, do a magnificent mm. job of sending me emails, making me want it. Um, <laughs> so I, I do. I, I definitely do. And so that's what the word fatigue means in this case. You know, am I getting a bit tired with myself for constantly thinking I can do better and find a better plugin? You know what? I think I, I was joking when I said no, because I have felt this, but I. Th- that I've helped myself a little bit by um, unsubscribing to almost every email now. Yeah, clever. So they don't get to me so easily. Mm. But you can't be immune to the inevitable posts on just about every mm-hmm. WordPress-related Facebook group where they ask for different opinions. You know, the example here, what's the best form plugin? And mm. if there are five replies, they're all five different replies. And it makes you think, why do the why does that person who I know and trust, why do they why have they put the one that I I didn't pick? What is it about that one that they really like? And yes. and, and I'm I'm you know, we've had this discussion before regarding things like AppSumo. I have in the past been really addicted to getting things. And I I confess I've got multiple plugins for doing exactly the same job. Uh, in WordPress, and I've, I, I do, I have this, but, but I am becoming weary of doing it. And we on, often preach, don't we? We often talk on this podcast about getting good with one thing, and sticking yeah. with it, and just becoming really a bit of a professional with using that one thing. But uh, do I practice what I preach? Absolutely not. Yeah, that. Do you know what? You've really described the thing that gets me. I'm pretty good now because I have made an effort just to stick with my stack and I've had to work on it over this year to not get carried away but there are certain people in our community 
Paul Lacey comes to mind straight away. If he says something's good, then I have to go and look at it. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. I've never even thought about using this kind of tool or whatever. And Paul I Lacey, sorry. It. Paul, this is your cue to write a, a drip sequence of <laughs> Facebook posts all about a whole variety of different WordPress <laughs> plugins, specifically for David's attention. Really <laughs> send him off on one. But... <laughs> <laughs> That does start me off. But you know what? I've had a bit of um, you know I've been spending money recently, mm. and this isn't this isn't really a competition issue where there's so many different page builders, which is the, my that old problem. I wanted to look at everything. This is now getting into, and Paul Lacey is to blame again for this one. But looking at tools that could be part of services that I may offer in the future. Okay, so and, this is things that you haven't already got, but you think, oh, there's a chance that I could spin this off into a, a profitable bit of my business. <laughs> exactly. So uh, I've been buying heat mapping tools, A-B testing tools, keyword tracking tools. On it goes. Uh, analytics reports, blah de blah Right. Um, all of these things I never had in my stack. And do you use them? Not yet. <laughs> you see, that's exactly it. I'm exactly the same, though. I, I Recently, I've been really looking all over the place. I haven't actually, because I'm very tight and mean-spirited, I haven't actually opened my wallet for very many of them because I've, yeah. I've noticed this trend in, in my own head of trying to look for everything. And I could happily buy everything, and I wouldn't feel a moment of remorse. But I've stopped myself. And so I haven't actually spent anything, but I have been looking all over the place and getting, you know, wasting an awful lot of time. And th this is the problem in WordPress, right? For every single problem, there's 15 solutions. So we use the example of uh, forms because it was the first one that came into my head. Mm. But it could be anything. It could be mm. page builders. OK, there's four or five that are really commendable. There are... Um, it could be hosting. It doesn't have to be plugins. There are five or six hosting companies which I would absolutely use at the drop of a hat. Mm. Every single thing that you could name. Themes, there's another example. Loads of them that I really trust and respect. Mm. How on earth do we decide what's right for us? So the advice that we always give is pick one, settle with it. Well, there's the problem. Yep. How do you pick one? <laughs> And there's always something shiny coming to one of the, the competitors as well. It is always quite tricky. something shiny. But so, for example, I know that in the past you've had a, a criteria which I adopted because I never thought it was, I never even thought about it in all honesty. You spend quite a bit of time looking into the heritage of mm. the company and the About Us page and you work out that these guys have been doing plugins for 15 years and you go onto their Facebook page and you look and discover that these guys appear to be doing moral things and you, you make clever decisions that way. And I've started to do that. My problem is that a lot of these companies have been in, have a heritage and they've got a lot of morality. And so I'm still left with the problem, <laughs> you know. I know. And even if they're not, I mean, you know, a Beaver Builder user, when I started using that, they had no heritage. Exactly. It's yes. Just, you know, so you, you just got to always follow that one. Yeah. And the other thing is with a lot of these offerings, you know, you can't, well, at least I can't anymore. I can really no longer, although I would like to, I can't really justify the cost of going out and buying them all to test them. 
So I have to go, my, what I tend to do is if I want to buy, again, let's use this as an example, a forms um, plugin, my, my go-to would be YouTube usually. And I would look for tutorials that are kind of tackling a, a problem that I'm having or something that I think this will solve. And I'll go and look at those and see uh, if it does. And if it does, then I'm going to be swung to, to buying it. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of us, I don't know how bad you are on this one. You know, when we do narrow it down to five themes and three page builders, etc., do you go and buy them all? I have definitely bought more than I should have done. And no, increasingly these days, I don't. I am, like, like we like I said a moment ago, I am trying to uh, stick with what I say to do, get good at, at something. But even that doesn't work because this week I was presented with a situation where I could have gone to my tried and tested solution. And for some reason, inexplicable <laughs> to me, I decided to use a rival. I'm not going to talk about what it was necessarily, but I went and used the rival and probably spent four or five hours doing that. And then, then after that period of time, I thought, no, I'm going to go back to the original one. So what a waste of time that was. But something in the back of my head is saying, yeah, but next time it could be different. Next time you might yeah. try the rival and it's really, really good. And you'll you'll think, why have I been wasting my time on this? But the truth is most, most commercial products these days that get onto my radar as being worth looking at are worth looking at. So, yeah. you know, um, what is your little stack? When you install WordPress these days, what do you tend to, to put on it? I can read it because I've got a little note here. So I shall tell you right from the top, this will be quick. So it's all the, the Beaver Builder stuff, theme, plugin, themer. It, I also, I do add in the ultimate add-ons for Beaver Builder and Power Pack, but they often get deleted if not needed. But okay. they're there for the first thing. And um, we have Gravity Forms, Backup Buddy, Updraft Plus, Breeze for my cash-in, Short Pixel for my image optimization, Word Fence, SEO Press, that's a recent change, and the coming soon page Pro. Right. Nice uh, stack. And that goes on everything. That's kind of your default. Yeah. That's, actually, there are, a few, there are a few little plugins that go in as well, actually, now that I haven't added to that list, but they're just little utility plugins that I use. Do you have that as a kind of a pre-installed zipped version of WordPress so you can just deploy that? Or do you actually go through the process of adding them all one at a time and doing your license keys every time you start a new site? Yeah, this is my my boilerplate starting site that has all of these in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You see, I avoid that. And that's probably where my problems lie, is that I always, I'm, I actually, this is sad, I'm pathetic for admitting this, I actually quite like installing plugins. Uh, I actually quite like the process of watching it happen. And so I, it's a bit mindless, isn't it? You know, that sometimes you just like to do things which you know how to do over and over again. Yeah. It's a bit sublime. It's like playing patience. I don't know why I do it because I never win, but I like doing it. I just like turning the cards. It's a bit like that with installing WordPress. So I, I don't have a boilerplate one. I know what I'm going to install. So I install WordPress and then I go and install all the plugins one at a time and copy and paste in all the license keys because I like doing it. Oh, that's so sad. That's but so you know sad. What? 
It's, it's maybe not because I'll tell you it's confession time because I think I've even did a video or something about my my stack or a couple of them and about setting up my install you know to to get rid of all the little jobs so I'd put some test posts in and all sorts of stuff would get laid out with my word but so many times I have started from scratch because yes. often in my I've gone too far with, with my boilerplate and I've got too much stuff in so I'm deleting it all the time ah, I'm thinking oh this yes, is messy yes so I, yeah. I do, do the same yeah. yeah that's a very good point because there might be a couple of things in there that you actually don't wish to include and, and because they're in your boilerplate and you've also in all honesty you've got the inevitable your boilerplate is going to be so out of date but by the time you um yeah. by the time you put it in there you'll have every single one of those plugins will need to be updated and you might as well have just installed the original <laughs> but i do that and i revel in the you know i i love to just drag because the way i do it is i go to the website download the latest version and it sits in the bottom of chrome and i quite oh more sadness i quite enjoy the process of clicking in the bottom of chrome and dragging it onto the upload button and the upload button on my Mac turns blue and then I click install and activate. And I just enjoy that. It's a mindless bit of time that I really like to like to do. And um, and then I go through and I do the kind of I delete the, you know, the the the, the, dom, the dummy post. I delete um, a kismet usually and hello, Dolly. And I set up a home page and I set up a blog page and all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, I'm sort of getting off the point here. But if I did what you did. I bet mm. I wouldn't have quite so much, uh, should I install this page builder? Should I install this form plugin? Because you've just done it and it's done for you. Yeah. That makes, yeah. that makes quite a bit of sense. I quite like the idea of doing that. So do you find yourself going out looking for brand new shiny things? Is this something, because there is a serious point here, right? If you're developing sites for clients and you're building sites for your customers, you should know what the latest and greatest stuff is so it it is a bit disingenuous of us to say go out and find the the best tool and stick with it because what if that tool turns out to be utterly eclipsed by a rival which is just so much better and everybody should use this hands down it's it's a you know it's a home run um yeah so i think there is some part of us that should be doing this testing all the time I think so. But I think if you like testing, you'll probably just say I need to be keeping on top of things because I, I was just reminded recently when a client of mine, this just shows how clients are concerned about being on top of the latest big thing. Mm. You know, someone was asking me to install on their header. They said they wanted that horizontal scrolling text thing that you get. Talking oh, about my marquee. word. <laughs> yeah. Persuaded them not to do that <laughs> yes i did persuade them not well to done. but you know the the thing is clients probably are not that concerned i mean they're going to be you know what 10 years behind us most of the time mm. not a few months so i think we justify it with the fact that we need to keep on top of the latest thing so you think it's just purely self-justification you don't think it does like actual merit i'm hoping you're going to say oh no nathan there's loads of merit in just constantly trawling the internet for the best plugin please say that because <laughs> there's got to be there's got to be some worth in it surely at some point i don't know you can look at it two ways can you you could I, this is my theory now because it did occupy me and i did get uh fatigue but i've try to narrow my focus now and stick with what I've got. So I'm holding on to that. Okay. And I think my justification now is that if, the, if there's going to be a big, big change, I'm going to know about it because yes. I'm connected to all these people. So I yeah. can ignore the sort of chitter chatter. But when I see 
everybody's talking about the new thing and and they give me really clear reasons as they will do then I'll look at it okay so let's go to this idea then um what about loyalty being a kind of rod for your own back is being loyal a good idea just because of itself should you be loyal to a plugin or should you throw it under the bus the moment a uh, a rival comes along that is objectively better ah yeah do you know what that's an interesting thing isn't it because you know as soon as there's competition those you know whoever's got the the, the new shiny thing that everybody loves you're pretty sure that the person you was with is eventually going to adopt what is good yes. from that. Yes. So staying where you are might be the, the sensible move. Yes. So the the example here, which is constantly talked about in our Facebook groups, is is the battle of the the page builders, which we won't get into mm. uh, the specifics of it. But you know, we, you and I have both been very committed users to to Beaver Builder. So although we won't talk about that in specific terms, you get mm. some kind of loyalty, don't you? You've been into their support. You've made friends with the people. Yeah. You actually know this stuff. And then along comes a rival. Do you, do you feel a bit of guilt? Do you stick with it even though, you know, you, you feel that there might be some benefit in trying something else? <laughs> yeah. Well, I do get that, you know, that feeling when I've had a really great day and I've not gone in Facebook and, you know, actually did some proper client work and I'm proud of it and you know full of goodwill I shall go and check in on Facebook and then there is somebody dissing my page builder (laughs) and that's it my day's ruined but you know I I, I now let it kind of go over me now so I don't I don't think I was I was fiercely loyal to the the programs I use, I think I'm I'm getting a little bit more level-headed on that now. Mm. I'm faced with a, a a difficult and interesting dilemma in that because I'm doing this podcast quite a lot, and I'm also making uh, videos and doing these kind of demonstrations and the contribute episodes and so on and so forth, which I'm going to plug shamelessly uh then i kind of feel that it's part of my role now to to know a bit about all of them no matter whether i've used them or not so uh you know as an example being the form builders i should spend a bit of time with all of them just so that i've got a handle on them Mm. um that of course presents its presents a, a different and unique set of problems because I probably will have my preferred one, but mm-hmm. it's also quite good for me to know all about the different ones. So I am a bit torn, and I never never know which way to go. But in life, I am I'm quite a loyal person. You know, if I'm if I'm your friend, mm-hmm. I'm I'm your friend, and I do feel the same is true for these commercial plugins. And I don't know quite how that how that occurred in life that commercial WordPress plugins became something that I associated myself with <laughs> and it became important for me to defend them. Yeah. Well, you want, I think the tools that you're using, you want the company to succeed, you know, because you, you want to stay with them and you, you hope that you're not going to have to shift because, because they went out of business. So yeah. I think there's that. Yeah, there's well, a that's good a good point. Yeah, self- there's a commercial incentive to being loyal because it at least keeps it, keeps it fresh and, yeah. and updated. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's it. I know 
I don't know. It's it's interesting this time we've been public. Uh, I've learned a bit about myself because I feel that I do get aggravated when people are not pushing forward some of the benefits of the tools that I've picked, you know, mm. and, you know, they're kind of flippant about other tools. And but I don't feel the same need to interject now um, because I think it's almost impossible, isn't it, to to help people with. <sighs> I don't know. Always people ask what's the best, but it is a really dumb question, really, isn't it? Because yes. it's just best, best for what always. Yes. And the best you can do is try and find out about that. And all you can really ever do is to put forward what you've got out of something, mm. you know, what you found good. Uh, do you feel that your stack has sort of settled permanently or are you, well, I know the answer to this because you alluded to it a moment ago. Are you constantly on the lookout for, for new things um, outside of WordPress as well? So new little SaaS apps, AppSumo, that kind of thing. Yeah, I've really got into those. You know, I think the last time we talked about, uh, well, mainly your addiction to um, those kind of things, I was saying, no, I'm quite reserved. But I've suddenly got into it now because I found, I think this is my feeling. And again, Paul Lacey is featuring again because he wrote something about the fact that he thinks our time is up with just building websites. Someone's going to take over. They're going to be so easy to build that we need to be offering other services. And because of that, it's made me expand, you know, expand looking towards the future to what other things we can do with tools that will help our clients more than I would have done before. So, for example, things like heat maps, offering that as yeah. an add-on to your clients and, and more interesting ways of presenting analytics data and yeah. uh, A-B testing and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm because of the fact that I'm spending more and more time doing the podcast, I think our roles have reversed. You've become a bit more addicted to yeah. getting shiny new things. I've dropped that a little bit, and now I'm the new things are becoming more difficult for me to buy. I'm, although I'm looking at everything, and ooh, exciting. I am much more now sticking with what i've got if you like even though i've always got like glancing over my shoulder to see what there is so what have you bought lately what are some of the things that you have actually purchased oh gosh should i name them well, that's, that's, that's competitors amongst our friends sort of stuff ah well in which case there. pick huh. one that you've enjoyed then that is not going to cause us a problem um i the heat mapping tool yeah and is it called cooks Cox.io. Okay, there's a yeah. plug for them. Yeah. Yeah, that came up as a special deal, and that's it's quite exciting. I don't know how well that one will do because it's got a, a shiny feature we were looking at just before we started recording, but uh, that doesn't seem to be in all the other tools where you can measure any event that's measurable on your website, anything a user's done mm. against other things. So it's really cool yes having said all of that nonsense about not me not buying things i actually did buy that because i had a genuine need for it and i i really like it although i'm yet to sort of make use of it perfectly um i'm wondering if we flip this on its head it you know we're mm. the end users we buy these plugins and we consume them and you know and we give our opinions vocally in facebook groups and you know this is far better than that this must be utterly exhausting if you are the developer of a plugin this must be yes. so well it must be amazing 
when your plugin is the the one that everybody's talking about and you are at the center of everything but it must be so demoralizing when somebody comes out with a better one or a one which for, for one reason or another gains the traction and yours is suddenly left and you feel a bit kind of where did my audience and my community go yes now i could see that you know what that's really interesting because i think i think um most of these plugin developers are quite visual they're around when they've got their new product and i think probably by the time they hit five years of being out they disappear a bit i saw it happen with genesis i've seen that happen a bit with beaver builder recently mm. i think the same would have happened with gravity forms so all these big players who everyone's talking about they seem to be around more and then they kind of disappeared but the tools are still just as great as they were um but it's just that they don't want to be in the public eye so much do you think that's what it is or do you think it's that maybe wordpress is growing to such a, an enormous extent that you know 33 basically a third of the entire top 1 million or 10 million websites or whatever it is that <laughs> there's just there's so much money in it there's so much commercial incentive to develop these plugins that rivals come along and they can still take a sizable chunk of the market and be profitable whereas yeah. maybe if you go back five or six years where there were one maybe two really strong contenders in forms or themes those days are over because the market's grown and everybody realizes you can do all this stuff in wordpress so there's a whole bunch of rivals and we don't know where to where to settle now yeah, it could be that. I'm surprised it's not more of a mess than it is. I'm surprised we, we still, probably if you're a page builder user, you can still get it down to about five themes that you're going to choose from mostly yes. because they work well with page builders. I'm yeah. surprised it's not more given that it's G, you know, GPL and uh, we have so many developers around the world who can undercut very easily. Yep. Well, I know for a fact that there are quite a lot of, plug-in developers out there who would desperately like their product to be recognized and known but they mm. really really struggle with that side of things you know for for one reason or another it hasn't it hasn't been mentioned by the right person in the right blog post it hasn't been mentioned on a on a famous youtube channel or whatever and they've got this stellar product but they just can't get it into people's consciousness and they don't have the money to advertise it because that's contingent upon sales and the sales don't come because they haven't got enough marketing budget and so it goes and um and i find mm. there's there's something about that which is dreadfully sad you know these people have poured their heart and, and soul into their project and it just hasn't it hasn't materialized it hasn't become popular and and i i know because i i now get emails from some of these people and it's terribly difficult to sort of turn them down and say well i can't just start making videos about your product or whatever because i haven't never really used it and so on and so forth it's hard it must be really really hard and i think yeah. for a lot of these people just keeping at the front of everybody's mind is is their job you know if they've got some notoriety and people know their name just trying to stay on top i mean you've only got to go to a word camp and you see all these companies they're just a lot of them are just there just so that you don't forget about them yeah, yeah, absolutely. And some of the fatigue is actually the marketing, but the marketing is what's making those plugins yeah. a success. You yeah. know, I, 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 marketing does tire me. <laughs> I get so many emails from some plugin houses, let's say, plugin agencies, <laughs> and to the point where you end up unsubscribing. 
And then mm. there are some which are just written really well and you want to read them and they're very informative and what have you. So it's a bit of a mixed bag. But I do I do wish that some people had more success. Um, and and e- equally, you know, I suppose if you're a plugin developer, you've just got to look very carefully at the market that you're jumping into. And if there's five or seven incumbents, you know, who've been around for ages, maybe that's maybe that's not the best place to go. Having said that, you know, there's, it is a big it is a big pool, and if you can develop something which can get a bit of an audience, you could you could very well make a career for yourself. Yeah, do you know what I think? I think we've said this before, but I wish plugin developers actually try to isolate their market a little bit more. That they say yep. that they're really concentrating on this type of person. So in some ways, Beaver Builder slightly do that. They they have gone or they kind of doubled down recently on agencies, if yep. you like, on what yep. their requirements yep. will be. So there's an assumption that people maybe have a few skills in CSS or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's probably the way to go. Well, if you're struggling and you're not... Um you're not the the number one plugin that everybody thinks about, then that certainly seems like a good way of growing your audience. And then, of course, this can all just change overnight. It feels to me, this is complete garbage, what I'm about to say, but I think there's a a kernel of truth in it. It can change overnight with a a bit of very clever marketing. So, for example, over the the Black Friday period of 2018, Mm -hmm. this plugin, which no doubt everybody's heard of, called SEO Press, did this Mm -hmm. crazy crazy deal where you could $99 was it yeah <laughs> $99 where you could get an unlimited license and so I kind of got this feeling that everybody uninstalled Yoast and put SEO press on I don't know if that's true or not but <laughs> incredible um yeah but is that sustainable who who knows but a plugin which a few people had heard of overnight well five or six <laughs> nights went to a plugin that everybody had heard of. And so maybe that was really clever. I actually worked out how much money um, that probably raised for them. And it was a bit jaw-dropping, actually. It was kind of, oh, you could quite happily <laughs> retire now and never do anything with SEO Press ever again. But now that his product is everywhere on everybody's lips, then yeah. presumably that'll drive more sales for people in the future because everybody's familiar with it. Oh, we'll use SEO Press. We we worked on it and somebody else is citing it now. That's going to be our default one. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, do you know what the thing is? I mean, our advice still stands, I think. Learn, pick one and learn it well and just keep an, an eye out for changes. But I think changes do... There was nothing revolutionary about that particular change to an no, SEO plugin. No. It effectively did the same kind of thing. There's, you know, obviously a lot of nuances, a lot of differences between each of them, but um, they're minor ones, aren't they? Yep. But the, the big shift was obviously page builders, wasn't it, mm. over the recent years? Mm. Okay, should we knock it on the head there? So the, the general consensus, I think, is uh, still get good at something. Probably don't waste too much of your precious time trawling on other things and um and if you do waste a lot of time trawling around other things for goodness sake will you just send me an email and tell me what the best <laughs> thing is because then i don't have to waste any more time and then i'll forward <laughs> that on to david and he doesn't need to waste any more time and uh, together as a community we'll work it out <laughs> yeah we're too old we're too old really aren't we to yeah. be testing all these that's plugins. it yeah we're not we're not the cool kids anymore we uh, we need other cool kids to to build this stuff and then let us know about it Right, that's it. I will uh, say thanks, David. That was fascinating. Thank you.
Well, thank you very much for listening to today's episode of the WP Builds podcast. It was certainly fascinating having a chat to David about plugins. I learned that I've got too many and that I'm a bit sad because I like to install plugins one at a time at the beginning of every single project. How do you do it? Let us know in the comments. The WP Builds podcast was sponsored today by WP and Op. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. WP and Op supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counselling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpandop.org forward slash give. Together, we can press forward. And we do sincerely thank all of our sponsors on the WP Builds podcast. You really help and you make this podcast possible. Okay, I appreciate you listening. There's only one thing for me to do, and that is to fade in the cheesy music. I think I've managed to find the worst one yet. So if cheesy music at the end is your thing, this is an absolute humdinger. So bye-bye for now. <laughs>